Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, get all my notifications here for this channel. And if you're listening to this, folks, on the podcast platform, um, we're just Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, you know, Google Play, Stitcher Breaker, like, comment, uh, you know, subscribe, share, five-star comment, five-star reviews mean a lot. Helps me grow the channel. Um, just a lot, folks. But on that note, folks, we're going to talk today about... Um, the Horns Corner portion of the Nino's Corner podcast. We're going to do a, a, a Horns Corner recap of what has transpired uh, so far through the transfer portal, portal um, you know, um, for Texas. Um, as we see now, folks, Texas has seven guys who are going to enter the, the transfer portal here on Monday. That is wide receiver Troy O'Meary. That is um, the offensive lineman. Carrick, um, we got two edges in Prince Dorba and also DJ Harris. We got a uh, safety in JD Coffey, um, a cornerback in Jameer Johnson, and the biggest one of all is the quarterback, backup quarterback Hudson Card. But folks, prior to us getting into that, let's uh, just give a shout out to our sponsors. First sponsor, folks, is going to be by BetUS.com. Folks, folks, go to BetUS.com, type in the uh, the promo code Nino's Corner, get you 125% sign-up bonus. Folks, that's free money. Use that bet. Um, do what you got to do. Have some fun and get some free money, folks, 125% sign-up bonus. Second sponsor, folks, is going to be by Manscaped. So go to Manscaped.com, type in the promo code Nino's Corner, get yourself 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Again, using the promo code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com but folks we're gonna um kind of deep dive just here for a quick couple seconds here about the transfer portal and uh, what the loss of these um folks means first let's start off with wide receiver troy amiri i think we all understand troy amiri was one of those guys that we saw what like was it three summers ago um during his freshman campaign he was lighting up the uh, spring camp um you know with the uh the uh, tom herman team um and then he actually tore his knee and then I think he had a setback again last year with the knee. He came on just just a little bit, and he came on and played some this year as well. Um, but Troy Amiri is not a Steve Sarkeesian recruit, um, a good player. If he was healthy, you can definitely see him getting some run here and 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 actually getting some PT. Um, but he just hasn't had that opportunity to you know just to show his skill just due to his injury. Um, we all understand that Steve Sarkeesian um, has Xavier Worthy here, has a Ryan Niblett coming in, has a Brennan Thompson, um, has a, uh, a uh, Jonte Cook coming in as well, has a Save Young Red already here. You're seeing the kind of mold of the wide receivers that he wants. He wants a lot of speed on the field at all times. Not saying that Troy doesn't have the speed, um, but he is a bigger bodied wide receiver. He's a wide receiver that I think somebody like, um, you know, Ajay Hall. Uh, could you know could basically take that spot so um, it's kind of good for both sides here um, Sark already has his guys um, and it's good that Troy gets opportunity to go prove himself and I'm excited to see him go and prove himself um, so you know I'm going to be looking forward to that one and just seeing exactly where he goes so it's going to be very interesting to see who picks him up and what he does at the next stop Next person, folks, is going to be Andre Carrick. Andre Carrick is like the uh, – he's the swing offensive lineman that can play guard, he can play tackle. 
Um, but again, folks, this is not a huge loss for Texas either. Texas took in seven offensive linemen last year for the 2022 cycle. Um, and Andre Carrick was fighting for a position. So this time last year, prior to the season starting, you know, Andre Carrick was one of those guys that we figured we needed. He needed to step up. We needed him on this roster. We absolutely needed him because we didn't know whether or not we had anybody that could start at guard or tackle um, that that was young. We knew that a Kelvin Banks Jr. could come in and probably play right away, but these were unknowns. We knew that a, a Campbell could possibly step up and play, and he hasn't played much this year. We were surprised by seeing a guy like Cole Hudson coming in and play immediately because he did have those reps in the spring. Um, but seeing a guy like Andre Carrick get jumped by two true freshmen kind of tells you exactly where he stands in the pecking order. Now, one thing I will say about Andre Carrick is that they did use him a lot in the jumbo package this year. And he was in, uh, you know, like, like the 12 personnel jumbo package, meaning one running back, two tight ends. And he was the, he was the second tight end um that that actually came in on you know they actually came in on those plays and blocked very well texas was very successful in the running game um per the jumbo package i think uh they had a successful play rate of 51 or 52 percent um in that jumbo package and that was all due to having an extra offensive lineman in the field in andre carrick to help out uh, a true freshman in kelvin banks to help chip blocks for christian jones as well at the right tackle position he didn't play much this year, folks, um, when it comes to being a starting offensive lineman here for Texas. And I don't think that that's going to be a huge loss for Texas either. Texas does have a lot of bodies at, at that position. They're bringing in a bunch of bodies here in the 2023 cycle. Um, so Steve Sarkeesian is definitely churning out the bottom of that roster. The the I'm not saying that these guys are the bottom of the roster, but when it comes to those um those actual positions uh he has younger talent that he feels can do if not as well has the potential to do as well within the next year or two um next person guys is going to be prince dorber so prince dorber is one of those guys that if you listen to my podcast he's one of those guys i've been screaming his praises for the longest since he came out of high school i thought in his uh year group he was probably the best pass rusher in the state of texas in high school coming out um and he just for whatever reason, um, just didn't see the field here at Texas. A really good pass rusher. I just don't think he held up and was strong enough to hold up to the run. But, you know, if you look at Prince Dorbra and just the guys who have jumped him on this roster, you're looking at a guy like Ovi Agofu, who, 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 who actually came in. Well, no, 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 Prince, not Ovi. Um, Baron Sorrell, Justice Finkley. Those guys have jumped Prince Dorbra in the, in the pecking order to get some of those edge, you know, snaps and so once you have a guy who's a true freshman like justice finkley once you have a guy who's a sophomore like baron sorrell and prince dorber's been here for three years now folks once you have a guy who who has been here for three years and, and has already been recruited over the writings on the wall um so losing a guy like prince dorber yes does it sting does it hurt for death purposes yes but texas has guys like a jamon tap who was in here um you know in this class ethan burke Colton Vasek's coming in as well, Darian Gallette. So Texas feels like the guys that are coming in in, in, in this 22 you know, class that, that are already here on campus and the guys that are coming in for that 23 you know, cycle, they feel like they have the guys that are in place that have fit PK's defense a lot better than what Prince Dorber is and that those guys have the potential to have a higher floor and a higher ceiling than what Prince Dorber has. Next guy on the list, folks, is going to be DJ Harris. 
kind of the same thing that I'm saying about Prince Dorber, even though I think DJ Harris is going to be a guy who's who's going to be a, a good player for somebody. I'm excited to see where he's going to go. Um, but just the same comments when it comes to Prince Dorber. Guys that come in from that 2022 cycle and have kind of passed them. So he got actually recruited over. And once you get that, once that happens to you, it's time for you to start looking for another spot. Another guy on the list, folks, is J.D. Coffey. You know, so J.D. Coffey um, or Kofi, um, defensive back, played safety. Um, if, if not mistaken, he is uh, he was backing up um, Thompson. But Taff has come in, who's a walk-on, uh, a redshirt freshman walk-on, and is taking those second-team snaps. So J.D. is behind uh, Taff. So being behind Taft means you're you're not getting any playing time. Once Anthony Cook got hurt, um, Taft was the guy who actually came in and played. You know, it was Taft and Crawford. So I think Crawford played. Once we had some um, you know some problems there with the uh, with the nickel, we saw Taft kind of bump down also to play nickel as well. And so you're seeing that even when players go down, there are two or three more players that uh, have stepped in and have played over Kofi, right? And so you're looking at JD Kofi. Having guys like uh, Crawford come in and play, having guys like Taft come in and play, um, and then seeing guys behind him like a BJ Allen, who I think is going to be a really good player here in Texas. You're seeing that you already see what's going to happen, and seeing the the kind of guys that this staff has, and seeing the guy uh, you know come in for this new class, you know the kid from um, you know from the uh, the Baton Rouge area. Uh, yeah, seeing seeing those guys come in. You, you understand exactly what your pecking order is, and you understand that if you want to get some playing time, it's probably time to go somewhere else. Um, and then the next person, folks, Jameer Johnson, who actually played some this year. But as the season progressed, we saw him get leapfrogged by true freshman uh, Terrence Brooks. And so, you know, Terrence Brooks got a lot of snaps in these last two or three games. You know, seeing Jamison go out and seeing Terrence Brooks come in and not Johnson come in, kind of lets uh, Johnson know exactly where he stands. Terrence Brooks is the guy with the higher upside. That's who the staff is probably going to run with. You also got a guy like Malik Muhammad coming in here, you know, as well. Um, so seeing that happen as well, he understands exactly the pecking order of where he stands. Uh, Terrence Brooks, um, Ryan Watts is going to be here next year, you know, you know, as well. Um, having a guy like Malik Muhammad, uh, Barron is here. You know, I mean, look, I'm not saying that they're stacked at cornerback, but they got enough bodies at cornerback to, to where he understands that um, a lot of stuff has to happen for him not – I mean, for him to play. Austin Jordan even got some playing time this year. So um, when it comes to the cornerback position, I like Jameer Johnson, uh, but he just made a couple mistakes here this year. Um, wishing the best. Probably see him probably going back to the West Coast. He is a West Coast kid. Um, so, you know, who knows? Is it USC? Is it UCLA? Who knows where he's going to go? Um, but I, I think he saw the writing on the wall, too, as well. At, at the end of the season, when things got tough, Texas trusted that true freshman Terrence Brooks to come in, and Terrence Brooks balled out when he had the opportunity. Last person on the list, folks, going to be Hudson Card. Um, everybody understands Hudson Card um, is probably going to be one of the most sought-after, uh, you know, QBs here in the transfer portal. I think he's going to be able to go – to a lot of places. I don't think there's going to be a place. Um, I don't think there's he's he's going to have any problems finding out where he wants to go. There's a lot of teams that that were a quarterback away. Um, having this conversation last year, folks, we would have been like, uh, where's Hudson Carr going to go? I mean, he didn't play too well last year, yada, yada. I'm not saying he didn't play too well last year. I still think we have the same 
um, record or better if Steve Sarkeesian would have kept Hudson Card in the game and not played Casey Thompson. It's just my opinion. Um, however, Steve, you know, Steve Sarkeesian has, you know, a Quinn Ewers in. He has um, a Murphy here as well. And he also has Manning coming in as well for next year. So he has that that room. And, and Charles Wright. Put some respect on Charles Wright's name. Um, but, yeah, he has that that room in place to where there's the guys that he knows and, and, and he understands what he wants out of a quarterback. And Hudson can fit that role as well. But Hudson understands that he is not going to leapfrog uh, Quinn Ewers. That's a guy that uh, Steve Sarkeesian personally got out there from the portal last year because he wanted to upgrade the the, uh, the actual quarterback position and also having a guy like Malik Murphy there as well, who he recruited as well, and having Arch Manning coming in as well for the next year. Um, Hudson understands this is a business. Hudson, uh, I think he got his his uh, his business degree in two and a half or three years here at Texas, so a very smart kid. He's probably going to go as a grad transfer somewhere, and wherever he goes, he's going to be successful, um, not just as a football player, but just as a person in life. Um, but I would I, I can't wait to see where he's going to go. I'm going to root for him pretty hard. This is exactly like I did when Shane Bichelle left and went to SMU. Rooted for him very hard as well. But um, I got a good feeling that Hudson's going to land at a good Division One college, Power Five, and and do great things. He has all the talent in the world and all of the arm talent um, to make pretty much all the throws as well. Not as strong of, of an arm as as Quinn, but Hudson's a very smart guy who can use his legs as well, which is going to be key. Uh, to his next uh, stop wherever he goes but folks that is um, the the update on the Texas transfer portal one thing that um, I do want to say and do want to note about the transfer portal um, folks I'm not too worried about the players that we lost and that's because you can see this roster is turning over and you can see that Sark is definitely um, upgrading the bottom of that roster like you do in the NFL and you're seeing that you're seeing some of those NFL teachings that him and, you know, Cal flood have when they were actually with the Falcons um, turning over the bottom of the roster. You're, you're as good as your weakest link. And I'm not saying that these guys that are in the portal are weak. I'm not saying that these are highly recruited guys, uh, but Sark wants to turn over that roster to understand and, and know that he has his guys in. Um, and he wants to make sure that, that those third string guys, those second, third, and fourth string guys are going to be just as competitive as those first and second string guys as well. Um, so losing guys, yes, I hate to lose these guys. This time last year, losing Carrick would have been horrible because he did have playing time, and he played physical, and he played nasty when he played. Um, but seeing the, the, the turnover for the offensive line, getting those seven recruits last year, especially highlighted by the Kelvin Banks Jr., Cole Hudson's and the DJ Camels who played a lot. And now you're having these other guys, these other four offensive linemen who have had a year to mature into the Texas, you know, program and, and Cal floods program, seeing those guys having the, the, the whole maturation process happen in front of us. You're going to see that those guys are going to take another step because honestly, they're probably just more naturally talented and gifted than a guy like Andre cared. Um, so you're going to see that those guys are going to have the opportunity to play um, a lot more than what Andre Carrick would have played. And the one thing that stumps me about the Carrick one, though, is, man, he's going to be uh, severely missed during the bowl game because we do use the jumbo package a lot. Um, but with the new rule, or not new rule, but with the rule now of having um, a guy be able to play four games or less and still be able to redshirt, maybe this is an opportunity for one of those freshmen to come in 
and um, play that uh, that jumbo tight end role. Um, so yeah, we got we got options. We I think Texas is going to hit the transfer portal as well here. Hey, the transfer portal took seven of our guys and maybe more, but I think the transfer portal is going to be very fruitful to Texas as well. So Sark's looking for his guys, his team. We're we're seeing a three-win improvement from last year, going five and seven now to eight and four. Um, and I think that's going to be very attractive for some for some folks that are hitting the transfer portal and positions of need that Texas is going to want. I think I think we're going to want some positions of need to get some some um some uh some more experienced players at the wide receiver position um also to probably get some more defensive backs as well to also complement what we're bringing here in the 2023 class and what we've already brought in from the 2022 class but folks on that note man just a quick brief synopsis over the transfer portal um just the guys who are expected to enter the portal on monday uh but folks on that note I'm going to end this podcast like in all of them. Do you folks don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment, understand your brilliance. Nino's Corner. I'm out. Hook them.